0: HG3 Indian Town. Programming paid for by Vic Canales Media Group. Broadcasting from the Robes Studio. Injured recently? Call the Robes Law Group where winning is a habit. 561-570-5700. 561-570-5700. Robes, winning for you and our community.
1: also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting self Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Earl on cars. Uh, you heard the pre-recorded introduction. And uh, we got the original team in the studio. We've had some substitution in the past. Now we've got everyone here. Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician. Nancy Stewart, my co-host and uh, founder of the show. And uh, Stu Stewart, our spy master general, in charge of our mystery shopping report. And our hands-on guy, because uh, he's in the dealership uh, every day, uh, doing what car dealers do or doing the way... uh, Maybe what car dealers should do. So I don't want to get uh, personal there, but, but we have a uh, real time, hands on experience. This isn't a show where we talk about the way things were and the way they automate. This is the way things are today in the car buying, car repairing, car maintaining market. And we've got a wonderful uh, group of folks out there that are listening right now. Hopefully, the ones that aren't will be tuning in. You know, we're under two hours. And we're until 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have uh, all sorts of avenues of communication open to you. Uh, we have the old-fashioned telephone 877-960-9960. You might want to make a note of that number. You don't want maybe call it. Write don't don't write it down if you're driving or something. But a call-in number 877-960-9960. Uh, Nancy Stewart prioritizes callers. She's got the computer screen there. If you call, she sees it. And uh, if we're yakking or doing something else, we will get to your call expeditiously. Uh, We like to call as a personal touch. And, of course, we have the necessary text. Where would we be in the 21st century without texting? Uh, Texting is the choice of many people, including myself. Uh, If you want to text us, and a lot of good reasons, Area code 772-497-6530. Again, if you want to make a note of that, text us. It's 772-497-6530. Your regular callers out there, we've got some people that are just amazing uh, sources of information. Vigilantes. We're going to swear in a new uh, vigilante today. I won't mention his name, but we have a New York representative for our vigilante force. And uh, any of you out there with experience in buying cars, like to help people, especially if you have to be cyber savvy, good with a PC and a smartphone, you've got to buy online today. If you don't shop and buy online, or at least choose your price online, you're paying too much. The vigilantes out there that are really good with computers and smartphones, love to hear from you. Uh, if you go to EarlOnCars.com, that's our, kind of like the, a heartbeat of, of what we do, the Earl on Cars. It's the hop of the wheel of all the avenues. We, You can access the radio show. You can access the blog. Uh, we have thousands of articles, the mystery shopping reports, recommended dealers list. That's a heart of our information center is earloncars.com and on that earloncars.com URL, you can sign up uh, application uh, we got to screen you first, be sure you have the necessary qualifications and uh, our vigilantes are extremely qualified, and what do they do? Vigilantes are in the field we'll have one from New York today, we have them we're all over, we got them in uh, Wisconsin, I, I, I can't remember a lot of them in Florida and uh, what do they do? They help others they help others find the information that Earl and Cars has and you act as a, as a guiding hand to an elderly person or a person uh, as a maybe English is not his primary language, he's having to deal with English speaking uh, only, uh, car dealerships uh, help your fellow man buy a car or maintain a repair car So that's the team we've got available for you. Love to hear from you. Oh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Cyberspace. We're out there. Twitter. YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And we monitor that. Rick Kearney monitors the YouTube. Stu Stewart monitors the Facebook. Nancy monitors the telephones. And I don't do anything.
2: We got it all.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) uh, let me introduce Nancy Stewart here. Uh, she also does something very special besides monitor the phones. She is our female advocate and the one that has built this show up to near parity with our female callers. Nancy, good the morning. mic is all yours.
2: Yes, good morning, everyone, and welcome. We have a great show ahead of us, and uh, you're a big part of that because you are an important part of the show. Uh, I'd like to extend to uh, our first two new lady callers, $50 if you give us a call, and say hi. Uh, introduce yourself or, uh, you know, you may have a particular topic you'd like to address and we'd like to join you. So uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers. You know, ladies, um, women are a majority of the uh, car buying process. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And that text number that Earl mentioned is 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com you can go and uh, you can do a whole lot with that uh, you can you know really put your heart out there and uh, a few other things and you remain anonymous it's a uh, it's a great site to go to we are going to go straight to the phones this morning uh, where we have Don holding from Palm Beach Gardens good morning Don
3: good morning um Got a picture to
2: you of your car last week.
4: Did
1: you get it? I did, and I am forever indebted to you for you folks. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's the first (laughs) time we saw
1: it.
5: (laughs) What what do you think of the ride?
1: I love it. I was just talking about it. I haven't stopped talking about it since uh, I picked it up. It's an amazing machine, and I want to thank you personally. I, I wonder how coincidental it was that you went out there and saw my car, and then I called and said, oh, yeah, the car's here. So... (laughs) <laughs> I got it, and uh, I love it, and uh, we're still still learning to drive it. That's a, if there's a negative for a Tesla, if you haven't driven one before, I know, what's this, your second or third, Don? And,
3: uh, my, my fifth one, and then I have two of the Cybertrucks on order, one my son and one for me. I did take that car to the track right the afternoon. It's, uh, <clears throat> right from the showroom to the track, it went 9.37. 152 miles
2: an hour. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um,
1: Don, did I you? Mean, I drive race. Did you use the Did you use the drag strip mode?
3: No, I did not. I was I um. I, I de- was just trying to get used to the car. Yeah, sure. Was getting real busy out there. I figured it would probably go a tenth faster in the launch mode.
1: Yeah, launch but, uh, mode. Yeah. I was
3: naked. <laughs> I wasn't concerned about that. The car just performed like any race car I ever owned. I mean, they're, they're just unbelievable. And you can
1: go get groceries
3: in them. That's amazing. Oh, yeah.
1: You can, you can put a bicycle in the back. You, uh, you yeah, put, I mean, it, it's I mean that's amazing. It's a, a, a small, hot car like that, you look at it, couldn't believe you could put a, a, a regular bicycle. You don't have to fold it up and put it on the roof or anything.
3: Did you get a chance uh, we could run it up quick
5: to see how fast it is?
1: No, I I I just been playing around a little bit. I've been uh, behaving myself, but we're definitely going to get out to uh, Palm Beach Raceway and and uh, let it out and see what it feels <coughs> like. I punched it a couple times. I. I smacked my head into the headrest to a.
5: Yes, (laughs) don't do that.
1: Tell
3: your passengers to put their head back.
1: uh, (laughs) Well, Nancy had her head back. I was the one with my head up, and bam, I thought I had a mild concussion for a minute.
2: (laughs) I just said, hit it. (laughs) When did
1: you get it? I got it the day after you called me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah. it was out there, and. uh, uh, quite an experience. So, Don, uh, thanks again. I'll, we'll stay in touch. You've got my number. i got your number. Yes, sir. Uh, next time yeah, you're out there, your we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try them out
6: together.
3: Yeah, we'll do
6: that. Enjoy it. Nice yeah. talking to you, Thank you, Don. Uh, take care.
2: Thanks, Don.
6: You may want to do that soon. Rumor is Palm Beach International Speedway may be getting sold, yeah. bulldozed, and turned into houses. Yeah, well, it's a no. long, long
1: time before that's going to happen, but it is on the discussion pages. The yeah. little thing
6: called zoning, and yeah, and uh, it's going uh, to be 1964. That track uh, was yeah. first built. Yeah, wow. Okay, where were we when wow. the phone call came in? Uh, uh,
2: we were getting ready to uh, introduce our, uh, Stu.
4: Okay, hi, <laughs> hi Cybermaster Stu. Stu Stewart. <laughs> you know, uh, so our, our mystery <laughs> shop this week, uh, we went up to up to Stuart, uh, doing another Mazda dealership, kind of in, in with a little theme because we did a Mazda dealership last week. And um, I I was thinking about what we basically provide. We just, we provide a a glimpse to everyone of what to expect. Because, okay, a lot of you are driving your cars, have not shopped for a car, looked for a car in probably three, four or five years. Because not everybody's looking for a car at any given time. So we're speaking to a lot of people who maybe might not find all this that relevant. But when you do, this landscape changes day to day. I mean, certainly the the um, the pandemic just turned everything on its head. Ship shortages. It's nothing like I promise you. It's nothing like it was when you bought your last car. And so, if you're even thinking about uh, getting a car, just just pay attention to the show because we are. It's like a sneak preview. It's a trailer <laughs> of what yeah. to expect when you when the show begins for you in, in reality. So hmm, don't
1: get don't get the surprise. Yeah. I forgot to mention this with Tesla, yeah, and let me say it was a. You know, I complain about things and delivery time and some other stuff. But you know, I'm a complainer. I'm being in a car dealer. I probably know too much about the way things yeah, should be done. I, but, I agree. But it was, you know, I have to say, the Tesla experience was a pleasant one, all things being considered. The one thing that surprised me uh, is that when I went out there to pick up my uh, Tesla uh, at the on Monday at the Tesla dealership on Okeechobee Boulevard, nobody was wearing masks. And uh, you know, here we are, uh, you probably read if you're a Floridian, or you maybe anybody read, if you read the headlines, uh, there were more COVID deaths in Florida than any other state uh, uh, the day before yesterday. Uh, I don't know how today is. And we rank, uh, we, 75% of everybody that dies in the USA for COVID is from Florida. Now, the, the, the Delta variant. Is raging here. I mean, not uniformly around the entire state. There are pockets, but certainly, why are not why aren't cardiologists being more cautious? Uh, they told me at to, Tesla uh, so that everybody was vaccinated. Now that is a real positive. Uh, somehow it wasn't totally reassuring because I just had one person's word, the receptionist, and I said, "Why isn't anybody wearing a masks?" She said, I'm wearing a mask. She says, uh, uh, "Well, it's optional, but everybody is vaccinated." Well, maybe. Uh, they sell about 300 cars a month out there, and there's a, that's an active dealership, and a lot of people in and out. So, And uh, uh, you'll see in our mystery shopping report that the, the issue there is too. So, I took the, the mic away from Stu, and then I, I ranted, but the point, point is, it is a totally different experience today. And if I were you, and this was just me, before I went to a car dealership, I'd find out if there's, if there's three Mazda dealerships or three Honda dealerships, Find out first which one is uh, has a mask policy that makes sense. <coughs> I mean, at least have the employees <coughs> wearing mask, But uh, it was I was shocked.
4: <coughs> yeah, it was very it's very common. We we kind of got away from that for a while as the pandemic seemed like it was coming to an end. But then, like you mentioned, yeah. Delta that's came why we're off.
1: wearing them right now in the studio. Yeah. If you can't see us, you know, you're not streaming us. Yeah. Everybody in the studio has a mask on. Yeah, we
4: haven't worn masks in here since I think May or something like yeah. that when okay. we took them off. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's kind of neat. So w- when you're when you're doing your research for a car, um, and you're researching the dealer, read Google reviews, uh, uh, go on their website, ask friends, go on Facebook, but listen to the show, because we're giving you like real-time information. If you're going sh- car shopping this weekend, today's report, especially if you're looking for a Mazda or a compact car it's going to be very valuable to you yeah. so I'm looking forward exactly.
2: to it yeah definitely We're g- you're going to find the truth right here and uh, ladies and gentlemen let me ask you a question before we go to our next caller how do you feel about the uh, mask mandate how do you feel about the restrictions uh, that have been put well, in place get, I, I really don't so want to get into
1: a debate on masks because there is a hardcore out there that, that have their ideas and, I, and there's no sense in having an argument or getting hostile about it you know, we obviously
4: advocate wearing masks. I'm very surprised we haven't had more of that on the show. We've been advocating for masks for, for two years now, or a year and a half. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, and, and it probably offends some people, but that's life. That's I mean, uh, it's a, a huge number of people that uh, haven't been vaccinated.
2: and uh, Yeah. Well, I wasn't, uh you know, uh, encouraging anyone to go in, get into a viewbait or anything, but. Uh, <clears throat> at any rate, uh, maybe uh, you can uh, share your feelings about the uh, microchip uh, shortage there and no. the uh, largest company uh, that's going to raise the prices by probably about 20%. So uh, they're all heart. Uh, at any rate, 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. And remember, www, your anonymous feedback. Dot com. We're going to go to Nick, who's been holding, and Nick's calling from Boston. Good morning, Nick.
7: Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, fancy, Earl, Sue, Rick. Um, Earl, uh, Earl, congratulations on your new uh, Model S uh, Plaid. I'm really jealous. Uh, I'm actually calling to share my experience with GM with the Bolt EV Recall. And if you'll just bear with me, I'm in the airport right now about to board a flight to Atlanta, so I have my mask on. But um, anyway, uh, so it's been a real disaster with GM. Um, I have the 2020 Volt, which was just added to the scope of the recall at, at the close of the markets 4 o'clock Eastern time last Friday. And I didn't get any communication from GM It was left less, less to me so far to scope out. I uh, found out on CNBC. I got a push notification. Uh, Bill LeBeau, the uh, transport reporter over there, did a very good job. And, um, you know, where I'm at now is, you know, just the restrictions of, of what they're saying to use it. It's just very onerous for me and my, uh, you know, car commuting patterns. Um, you know, my parking situation is at an indoor garage, at home, at work, and my charging situation. Um, and uh, I'm working with them. They have offered me a $46 a day rental car reimbursement plus fuel, which actually right now is workable with, with rates that I found. Yeah. But the problem I'm having is they are just not um, going to give that to me in writing, tell me what the restrictions are, what the terms are, they're just saying verbally at the 800 number, oh, save your receipts, $46 a day plus your fuel, and, you know, it'll all be, be taken care of once the repair's done. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, new technology. It You know, it comes with the with the territory. You know, I'm glad, you yeah. know, pulling all stops to make these days, but I just thought I'd give my firsthand experience since I know last week no, we I'm talked glad you talked about it and have
5: an opportunity
1: to call. I'm glad you did, Nick. I think that... You know, there's a, there's a, a, a halo around uh, Elon Musk and, and Tesla. And uh, a part of it is the, the people that want the Tesla and, the, and the, the genius of the technology blows everybody away. But in the nuts and bolts of selling the cars and, and, and the customer satisfaction, uh, Tesla has a lot to learn. Remember, they don't have a real network of retail dealers. I mean, that's a good thing and that's a bad thing. Uh, they have to learn how to do that. And uh, communication with the customer uh, is is lacking. And uh, they, but once you get there and you take your delivery, they're very nice. Uh, the vehicles are amazing, and so we forgive a lot of people when we buy something that we really truly love. So um, I hope you get your problem resolved soon. Uh, I hope Tesla wakes up, but they, they just don't have uh, the uh, expertise in place now for the re- for their retail network okay um uh, I, I think uh, make us off the phone let's move along I'm here, here. oh you're still there okay i thought you, you i'm had, here yes yeah so uh
7: yeah well anyway enjoy enjoy your new car and uh you know i like what you said earlier everyone if you haven't gotten your vaccine i encourage you to do so and you know definitely wear masks that's the way that you know we can get get through the yeah. through this pandemic and get back to some level of normalcy everyone stay safe out there
2: Thanks, everybody.
1: Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Stay safe out there. Enjoy that uh, Tesla when you get it.
2: (laughs) Yes, enjoy that Tesla. It's a beauty. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. It's going to be interesting to take a poll and just see uh, what the uh, consumer takes into consideration when they do go to buy a car, if they indeed choose to go to the dealership rather than the Internet. Uh, and, and if you go to the internet it's really going to save you a lot of money uh, but uh, I wonder uh with you know investigating and uh, gathering knowledge and, and uh everything you need to purchase a vehicle where where on that list does it fall that you say hm let's see so and so has uh they have to wear masks and so and so doesn't and what what would your decision be as as far as purchasing a car? Ladies, fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. Two new lady callers, give us a call. 877-960-9960 Now back to the recovering car dealer. I got a
6: YouTube over here. Yeah, uh Negan One has a question for Stu. Can y'all mystery shop a high end car? that's over (laughs) $100,000. Interested to see differences in dealers and salespeople and what deals and tactics they might make versus (laughs) the average daily driver type car.
4: Yeah, we kind of just did that when Earl bought his Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, we 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 shop luxury. I don't think we've targeted a car that was over a hundred thousand. I know we've oh, done. Oh, BMW. Yeah. We've done BMW. Yeah, but I think we were shopping like a mid-range. Mercedes. You we know, yeah. did Mercedes. Yeah. But we stuck around those, you know, like uh, you know yeah. fifty thousand. We didn't go for the upper, yeah, to, upper end.
1: To answer the to answer the question, the higher up you go, the nicer the, better it is. the treatment. Yeah. and uh, well, let's face it, people that uh, have a lot of money are probably more demanding. And maybe a little more a little obstinate, maybe even uh, rude. Uh, they don't—they uh, don't get pushed around in many cases, mm, and yeah. because they have a lot of money, they maybe they don't squabble about the price <coughs> that much. So, uh, it's kind of a love—love uh, love relationship. Uh, the right. luxury dealer loves the—they the the, love each other. They pay all the money, and uh, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> to, to your, you
2: know, opinion about the expensive car, and well uh as one of our callers suggested last week uh, the callers for the commenters I hate to put it that way um but anyway so how do you feel uh mr recovering car dealer you bought a high-end car and how were you treated i just
1: answered that. I, I i think uh you know they were
2: well i thought maybe were, you might have some details or suggestions were, for the were, audience out know, there they
1: were, they were very courteous uh, they were friendly uh, how about I the
2: breakdown in communication? Uh, do you feel that you were able to communicate from the very beginning?
1: Well, that goes back to the online relationship, which is uh, uh, lacking. And uh, yeah, there what is I was a talking process. about when I took delivery, that was a more of a personal relationship. It was. That was pleasant. Uh, but as I say, now, when I was wearing a mask at the Tesla dealership, uh, that, that, that uh, turned me off. And yeah. then uh, as far as the uh, online, it was just almost like non-existent. I, uh you would send a uh, Stu was part of that he and he and i were both trying to communicate with tesla Uh, we ordered the car in may they told me it would be here in july or august and they moved it up to june or july right and then they moved up to august and they kept bumping me a day a day a day a day until it finally came in so not a good retail experience
2: yeah i think the two of you were sort of uh, well set back on your heels um early on uh, but uh, the icing on the cake was tom and uh when we met him at the dealership it was really everything was worthwhile ladies and gentlemen uh, would love to hear from you any topic at all Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. um rick do you have a youtube
6: uh that's caught at the moment although uh negan one does say congrats on the new car the torque has to be insane well, he says uh he just came in and says it seems a lot of common people are buying expensive cars with eight-year loans which
5: oh, certainly well, yeah. it used
1: to be they used to be a really bad deal today uh, the cars are so good quality wise if you choose the right car uh, an eight-year-old car is like a three-year-old car it used to be uh, 25 30 years ago mm-hmm. so, so you if, if you don't mind it uh, I mean,
4: style he's, talk, he's talking about an, an 84 an eight-year yeah, an eight-year loan that's right not an eight-year old car
1: well I'm talking private, about I'm going oh, at say, the end driving of a car for eight oh, years yeah, yeah, yeah. is not such a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to get an eighty four month loan and trade it in three months yeah. because you have negative equity. If you keep it for eight year, for seven years, then you have a, uh, you know, you have a good quality car yeah. talking function where we
6: happen. are here in Palm Beach County, and uh, me being the childish car nut that I am, I notice a lot of the Teslas, uh, the the Porsches. The lamborghinis the ferraris mclarens yeah. even those high-end jaguars i mean we do see a lot of high-end luxury cars rolls royce a lot of them yeah and so it's, it's interesting to see these different cars on the road and it seems like lately in the past few years the number of what i will call as the the supercars the ferraris the lamborghinis they seem to have increased a lot have you noticed that uh, well, people got a lot of money, I right? and there's I been a, so, uh, how yep, about those? Definitely. Ones? Do we have uh, any
1: text over there, Stu? I mean, yeah. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah.
4: Hey, I got a bunch. I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, I did want to say one thing on the Tesla purchase. Um, yes, you did go through an experience, but that was very atypical. I mean, there wasn't, there was some complaints, but basically what you did is what, hopefully, the car business is moving to. You bought it truly online. Yeah. You didn't speak to a salesperson. You paid online. Um, It was all done. Your insurance, everything, every document was all done like that. And then it showed up, not at your house because there's a delivery issue there, but it was a pretty modern experience and not typical for what most people go to. And in
1: defense of Tesla, also, the uh, demand, I think I'm not a speculator in the stock market, but if I were going to speculate, I might even consider buying Tesla, even though it's at an extremely high price. And a lot of people say it's a bad investment. Of course, they've been saying that for a lot of years. And they've just made Elon Musk the richest man in the world. But with that said, uh, I think it's unprecedented demand today. I think we know the car market is going bonkers during the uh, uh, pandemic. I think the Tesla market is going uh, bonkers squared because they are the... uh, I talked to a fellow yesterday, I mentioned it earlier to Stu, uh, that he's trying to get a charger for his Tesla and and he's got a six-week wait to buy the charger. I got lucky and bought my charger early, yeah. and then I couldn't get it installed. So I think that the Tesla locations around the country are in, are having an unprecedented high demand. People that order their cars aren't getting them. In fact, the guy I talked to yesterday hadn't got it. You know, we're we're talking a lot about Tesla. This is a car about. This is a show about how to buy any car and get a good deal, and how to maintain and repair it without being ripped off, unless uh, maybe we can get some text or something yeah. that gets us uh, into the meat of that subject. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got a
4: bunch. Uh, we'll start hey, out with anne uh, oh, you
2: got a uh, call? Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you, Sue. Uh, we'll get back to those texts and maybe some uh, anonymous feedbacks. Uh, but right now, we're going to go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Warren. And Warren's calling us from Pompano Beach. Uh, Warren, you've called before, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah
4: many
8: times. Uh, yeah, many times. Yeah, uh, I recognize
2: I, I really, your name. Welcome.
8: Yeah, thank you. Uh, You know, I enjoy your show. And first of all, let me say I'm up in New Jersey for the summer, and up here, I got to say, compared to down here, I'm not running back to Florida so fast because up here, people have a much higher vaccination rate, and I feel much more secure up here than I do down there. It's and I don't want to get into politics or anything, but there's been a much more emphasis on getting vaccinations, and I would say a lot of most people are vaccinated here. Where they're not down in Florida. So uh, it, it, I feel much safer than they do down
5: there. Oh.
1: Warren, what about the stores? Are you seeing pretty good uh, mask wearing and obeying uh, uh, policies and rules inside of retail stores, especially cardiovascular, which you probably haven't been?
8: Well, I, I've also noticed, you know, it depends where you go. It's up to the store, the individual, where you go without wearing a mask. Yeah. But it's a good idea if you, if you do wear a mask, obviously. I, I went to a mall last night, and most people, 99% of the people were wearing masks. But you got to ask yourself, and I'll ask the car question in just a second, but I can go into the whole thing. I live right outside of New York City. I and see. if you consider the fact that in New York City, the COVID rate is
5: extremely
8: low, in the largest city in the United States. Yes. So again, I'm getting into politics. you got to ask what they've done right up here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and New England, where they're very, very low. Yeah. And the politicians have, have said, let's get vaccinated, let's wear masks and everything else, and it's worked. So it's bizarre yeah. to me that down there you have this whatever, you know, anti-vaccination or anti-masking. So yeah. it makes no sense to me. But, yeah, but
9: right. like
8: I said, all you have to do, all you have to do is look at New York City. They have, like, no COVID kids, yeah. you know, and everybody's on top of each other. So does that work or it doesn't work? Yeah.
1: Warren, thanks for that input. Uh, I'm glad you're in a safer area, and I'm like you. If I were you, I'd stay there until things calm down in Florida. It's, uh, it's a little scary down here right now. So you be safe and stay well, and please call the show again.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Warren. Thanks for sharing uh, all of that information. Yeah. Everybody is always yeah, asking okay. questions. Yeah, okay, great. I just
8: had one car question,
2: if you don't mind. Yeah. Sure. I uh,
8: I the car question was, I know you've spoken about this a thousand times, about leasing and buying and all that kind of stuff, so I I don't want to go into all the details of it, but the the, the leasing part that I find that it's rarely mentioned, but it's sort of the most important reason, is people who are retired like me, and I don't have a leased car right now, but I'm looking for one, is that the leasing thing is just so simple compared to buying for people, especially retired. And it's just an idea of saying, well, I don't have to go to Joe's garage and I don't really care that in the long run, it's going to be better to, to buy a car and lease a car. Because when I'm down in Florida, 99% of the people who I live with down in the complex all lease a car for one reason: because they don't want, they just don't want to deal with car repairs.
1: Yeah. No, I understand, and and I that you're you just hit the nail on the head. This is why people inform people that are able to um, buy the lease. I don't mean buy the lease. I mean lease a car at a at a competitive rate. It's a very simple uh, process, you get used to it, you get a fresh car every three years, and uh, life is good. Uh, uh, but the people that are not sophisticated enough to understand the, the true value of the lease, they're the ones that get take advantage of. The average car dealer makes about $1,000 more when he leases your car than when you buy it. And they love leasing. They can. When you lease a car, and I know you see a lot of people that think this way, they don't think about the true value and the cost. They think about the monthly payment. Does it fit into my budget? Well, guess what? You might have a nice monthly payment that fits in your budget, but you're double paying for the car. You could uh, you could have purchased it uh, for a lot less money in total cost and value. But yeah, leasing is here to stay. What 30% uh, of our customers do, right? 30,
4: 35%. Yeah, we're in the mid, mid- upper 30s. Yeah,
1: so uh, of the cars, the Toyotas that we put, down the road, or lease cars. People do it because they like it, and uh, unfortunately, some people do it because they get trapped. You know, once you once you're in a lease, you're not trading a car exactly. in with equity, so you kind of have to lease every three years, and that's okay if you love it. If you love it, if you like the
6: convenience,
8: you afforded, yeah.
6: yeah, exactly. And,
8: uh, no, just, just the last thing on the leasing buying uh, situation is that uh, when, because I listened to your show for a period of time. Oh. Uh, you I don't know. We have to go over, but you have about seven or eight things that you come up, and you could ask a uh, car dealer about leasing, you know, about the residual. a, a lot of people, and I've seen, it, they have no idea that when they going to lease a car, what what the residual is. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that you brought up over a period of time. You know that, I, that I've written down because if I want to lease a car, I know to go into a dealer uh-huh. and say so these are the five or six or seven things that I want him to answer right off the bat without, you know, you know, what, you know you know the five or six, seven things, and I learned that from the show, thanks. and I tell people, that you know, you can tell the dealers, this is what you want, you know, this is blah, 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 so, yeah. I think mean, you give out good information on that, and I think if you know those five, six, seven questions to ask the dealer you're going to get a lot better price.
1: Thanks, Warren, and uh, they know you know, and they don't play the games that they might, if you didn't demonstrate that expertise, so yeah,
2: thanks very much,
1: Warren, I really appreciate the call.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Warren. Speak to you again. Yes, knowledge is definitely power, whether you're purchasing a vehicle or you are leasing one. you got to do your homework. Uh, check out those miles on the lease, number one. So, uh, at any rate, I think we're going to go back to the uh, uh, well, ladies. I have $50 for the first two new lady callers, so take advantage of that at 877-960-9960. We're going to go back to Stu, where he has a whole lot of texts and some other to yeah.
4: We're going to kick it off as always with Amory's text. Amory <laughs> says, "Good morning. I have a few questions for Rick. Listen up. Uh, number one, based on your extensive experience, which vehicles have been the easiest to work on? Remember that. Two, what vehicles are or were the worst knuckle busters? We talked about that late, last week a little bit. Yeah. And number three, are the older cars or newer cars easier to wor- work on?"
6: Easiest cars to work on, early 90s Corolla. Really? Uh, Pretty much actually all the way up into the 2000s and even, I'll say up to maybe even almost as late as 2010 Corolla. Just a heads up for everybody out there that doesn't know about the show. uh, We're a Toyota dealership.
1: The only thing Rick works on is Toyota. So Mm -hmm. he's not going to tell you, uh, not literally, but close to it. And he's not going to tell you about a lot of cars out there that are easy to work on and hard to work on because he's mainly a Toyota What's harder, a Dodge Dart
4: or a Toyota
6: Corolla? Uh, What was the first one? A Dodge Dart or a Toyota Corolla? A Dart? I've never worked on. See, you proved your point. But... (laughs) Are you talking about the old original I Dodge starts or the I new... Don't,
4: I, don't, I don't even know there Whatever was an you original. want to call that thing. I, I didn't know there
6: was an original. One. Now, I... Well, sure, Dodge starts from the 60s <laughs> and 70s. I don't know these things. However... I'm on a car. He's trying to make trouble.
2: I'm just honest. <laughs> Obviously.
6: Any early 90s <laughs> Honda Civic would also <laughs> be an excellent car for... Or are they easier? Is it
4: just simpler systems or right. easy to access or just...
6: First, If you're looking for a car for, say, a, a young kid who has some aptitude with tools and they, they want a on car it. that they can work on and repair that's something they could do a honda civic um the corolla would be a great choice because they're smaller engines they're easy to work on there's a lot of room around them for okay. the biggest knuckle buster any car that comes from a northern state <laughs> because you need what's called the blue wrench the torch uh-huh. almost everything is rusted solid okay. because of all the road salts up there. Let me, let me jump yeah.
1: in here with something that can maybe can summarize this and broaden the discussion I've got a Consumer Reports in my hand you won't be able to read this Uh-oh. but now you'll see what I'm dirty. holding up here <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Consumer Reports the, the cost, the annual cost of older cars and that would come to ease of maintenance and difficult. Mm, yeah. vehicle so it's kind of surprising to me on a five-year basis, the best car out there uh, is a Buick, a Lincoln, uh, a Toyota's up there, Chevrolet. The worst car is BMW. a BMW, <laughs> and then is a Porsche, wow. and then is a Volvo, and then there's a an, uh, and so and then they have a ten-year. If you really want a bad car, buy a BMW. A BMW has uh, uh, the the highest cost.
4: Over a ten-year period. That's why their extended warranties are yeah. so expensive.
1: So it's uh, again, ah. Anne uh-huh. Marie, I know you subscribe to cons- uh, Consumer Reports. Go mm-hmm. online, and you can get the annual re- uh, reports or the five-year, ten-year-old cars, anything you want. And that way, you're not going to get surprised with maintaining your car.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you know, for uh, to what you said, you know, about the warranty, uh, there's just a lot of consumers who don't really. You know take into advantage that what doesn't the warranty cover okay. uh that's not that's not number one and the other is, is sometimes when you purchase a car you have to evaluate the price of the car at least in my mind i think so and what it will cost you to keep it on the road and i have to agree with rick on the honda and uh the uh, corolla what great vehicles and what great competition that's out there for both vehicles because they're they're the right Vehicles. Now, I want to show and tell, Rick. I want arms in ear and I want to see your bruises. <laughs> have
6: see, have you healed? You're healing nicely. <laughs> you healed
2: marks? Oh, there you go. They look better. That's
6: that's one thing about being, for my advantage as a mechanic, I do usually heal quickly. Yeah, so. as
2: that was a northern uh state that brought a car in where you just couldn't get the
6: actually no that was actually a car that a, a rat had chewed a whole bunch of wiring
2: oh i got gotcha. you yeah, let's okay. get
6: moving along here right. we have a bunch of text. yeah nancy mentioned something important
4: though that i think was important to to, to uh, add on to is when you talk about getting an extended warranty or a service contract um and we talk about that a lot you're, you're surprised later on when you find out what it doesn't cover um make sure you ask for one that's called it has exclusionary coverage and that doesn't sound right because you you want it to include things but a warranty that has exclusionary coverage it doesn't list the components that it covers it only lists the components that it doesn't so it's really clear so you can see right on there and usually it's a small paragraph of things that will say it doesn't cover uh, brake pads and it's very specific so If anything goes on the car wrong, other than those things, you're good. So that's an easier way to understand. Yeah, rule of thumb, don't buy an extended
1: warranty. Buy a good car. Do your research, get a quality car, and save your money on the extended warranty.
2: Does the exclusion is that on every contract? In small print.
4: Uh, well, there's there's contracts that they're not called exclusionary, in which it'll just list what's covered. There'll be a thousand things it covers, and it's impossible to when it's you look at sta- that. It's a state yeah. law.
1: It depends from state yeah. to state, and but, uh, uh, when you have an extended contract, some states require more
4: disclosure right, than others. Right. But there are different types of things. So one will say. One will list a, a huge list, and it's impossible to know what it doesn't. The other ones are more specific. It doesn't cover this, and then you consume everything else it covers.
2: That's uh, that's great news. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. John is holding from West Palm Beach. Oh, good morning, John. Welcome to Earl Stewart. Hey, on Cars.
9: Oh, uh, thank you. Good morning.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: Well, I don't have a. I have a question that I'm going to need possibly the uh, listening audience help on. Um, I'm in the process of purchasing a car. I'm selling the car that I bought from you. Uh, and CarMax gave me a, a great price. Right. Uh, but, uh, and, you know, I got the seven days. I get to turn it in. And then they say they write me a check. Uh, you know, and then put it in the bank and it clears and, you know, what whatever it is in the bank. But someone said that it's not a check. It's not a cashier's check. It's like a voucher. And you may have to wait until they sell or auction the car or sell it on their lot to get your money.
1: No, and no, that's not the I case.
9: Call, that's not the case? No. Okay, because I called your business office and said, no, it's actually a check. Yeah. Um, it is? Okay.
1: Sure, Very yeah. yeah the, like said, CarMax is a legitimate uh, company. and. Uh, you'd be so you, you you have to be careful. You never just go to Carmax and sell your car. You get a bid from Carmax, then you check two or three other sources, good sources like uh, you know Autonation, We Buy dot com, There's a million uh, companies out there buying cars. Stay away from the car dealer that gives you the solicitation to come in. That's BS. But go to the make dealer that sells your car and get a bid, a legitimate bid from the used car manager. And then if CarMax has got the best price, uh, sometimes you can get a surprisingly good price from CarMax and sometimes you get a terrible price. They use a, an analog kind of a, a sort of a, a artificial intelligence mode to determine what they will pay for a car. And it's based on supply and demand for all the CarMax stores in the USA. And if they need a car just like yours real bad, they'll pay you a lot more money than you could get anywhere else.
9: Well, that may be the case because I bought my car from you for $22,000 uh-huh. uh, last year on July 4th, uh-huh. and they're giving me nineteen four.
1: Wow. Good price. Your timing was perfect.
9: It, but yeah, it, yeah, it's timing, the economy, and, and then I take care of the car. There's like no door dings or anything. Yeah. It, but and then again it's a genesis it's a high-end cart like you just said
5: uh-huh. you want a yeah.
9: good car you know So you buy buy value or not valuable but buy worthy cars
5: yeah
9: and that and hey. uh congrats congratulations on your uh tesla, uh,
1: <laughs> My tesla. on your
9: tesla yeah because <laughs> we were two days right behind you and uh that's why i gotta get rid of this so i can take <laughs> delivery of ours
1: i hear you all right yeah. well, well, We'll, uh, well, I'll say it. We'll wave on the road at each other. It's kind of a, a club, us Tesla owners.
2: The transition well, is well, amazing, John. Definitely is into the Tesla.
9: Yeah, we, my wife, we went and uh, we test drove it. We got, and then uh, I asked them, did Earl Stewart get his car yet? He <laughs> said, yeah. They said, yeah, he picked it up two days ago. And so my wife, we, you know, so we asked him, do you have any used Teslas? Because we hear all the horror stories about you have to wait months and months. They said, "No, we don't have any used ones. We only have new ones." She goes,
1: "We got a truck coming in. Do
4: you want one?" And we said, "Yeah, we'll take it." So, it was,
5: you
1: know,
4: like two days ago. Interesting. I. And I don't know they do that. So, so you could buy a car from there without ordering it. A used car. Yeah, we. A used one or new? Was it it new? He said used car. No,
9: no
4: one. It's new one. New one. New one. He says new. Oh, new one. This is violating the Florida franchise laws.
9: Huh. It, uh, we, we went in there. We test drove one uh, because we signed up, and they gave us a thousand free supercharged, uh, you know, a thousand supercharged things
5: hey, on
2: the d- internet. And, and John. what and ex- we
9: asked them if they had any cars.
2: John, excuse me. Said, what yeah, location? What location were you the in? O-
4: the Okeechobee, the one on Okeechobee, where you went and picked up your car. Oh. I oh, got call the DMV. <laughs>
9: and we're and we're um we're uh we're getting the european model where you can charge the battery up to 100
1: percent instead of 90. very good well congratulations and uh i'll see you on the road
2: yeah <laughs>
1: drive carefully john take care maybe your
2: Thank wife you. and i can uh, we can go out to the racetrack thanks <laughs>
4: that's really interesting that's so uh, if they're selling cars from that location yeah I've, a heard,
1: I've heard rumors to that effect. I think a lot of that's going on. I don't think it's being monitored carefully. Yeah. What Stu and I are talking about is there's a law that says you can't sell a car retail, a new car retail, uh, if you are a manufacturer. Now, how does Tesla get around that? Uh, it's okay to do it online. But you can't set up a location and buy cars, put them in stock, if you're not, uh, if you're not a licensed dealer and because Tesla's a manufacturer they can't get a license to sell cars from a particular location. But in John's case they're apparently doing that, so good for John, but uh, bad for the enforcement of the rules and regulations of the state of Florida and just about every other state.
6: I think we've got a YouTube over here from Rick. Yeah, actually from Donovan, uh, he says, congrats Earl on getting your Tesla. Have you had a chance to take it to the supercharger yet and get the experience there? haven't. I I checked the nearest
1: supercharger to where Nancy and I live is 8 miles away and uh, that's good to know but I got my uh, garage charger installed the other day and it's so cool. It's like having my own uh, gas station in my my garage come in plug it in and forget about it I get get in the car in the morning I got 350 miles on the range and where am I going uh, in a day that's
6: going to take more than 350 miles and he goes on to say, the one in Del Rey is the best, as it's a fixed cost, but a V3 250 kilowatt hour one opened recently at the Palm Beach outlet, old Palm Beach Mall. Oh, wow. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, uh, it's on your screen. It
1: shows you the nearest location of all the supercharger locations, uh, wherever you may be. So if you're on a road trip, the uh, car will tell you, hey, you only got 100 miles left or 50 miles left. Uh, you got a charger up here on your right, and two miles, you better pull in there and get a charge. I mean, it's amazing. Okay, too much Tesla talk. Yeah, what, I want to tell.
2: Uh, I want to remind the uh, ladies and gentlemen that you are a big part of the show. Give us a call, and uh, ladies, uh, I've got $50 for the first two new Lee callers. So uh, there's something there for you. And uh, uh, ladies, how would you feel about driving a Tesla? I can't wait. I'm going to do it this afternoon. I was supposed to do it yesterday, but I was a little disappointed I couldn't get into the parking lot I wanted to use. Okay, um, there we go, 877-960-9960. We're going to go back to Stu, where he has a lot to get to.
4: All right. Uh, Earl, I see Wi-Fi being offered in new cars as an option. Am I wrong that this is just stupid to me? (laughs) Doesn't everyone have a cell phone now? Why would you need Wi-Fi in a car?
1: I think it depends on your location in the country. I had a a Wi-Fi in my Lexus and I did not like it. I disconnected it. Uh, You're better off just to use the cellular if you're in an area that has good cellular connections and I I don't use yeah, my but Wi-Fi. That's how
4: the um, the Wi-Fi in a car works. It it's got its own cellular connection, and then it just spreads it out for everyone in the car. Yeah, Hotspot.
1: agree. Spot. Uh, it's a waste oh, yeah. of money. It's a hotspot for you. Waste yeah. of money. But uh, if you
4: have a car like a Tesla, you want to be
1: sure you have Wi-Fi in your garage, and uh, be sure you got a booster where you could get that. You got
4: to update your car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one is from Lou in Jacksonville. He says, "I read that one of Toyota's major suppliers." said that the semiconductor shortage will last throughout 2022. They are not the only chip supplier making the same warning. All indications are that the problem will persist far longer than previously anticipated. And like I said, that's Lou up in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I I think that's an overstatement. I think that there will be there will be a spotty shortage. Uh, There's going to be a spotty shortage of everything, folks, uh, because we have an unprecedented economy, uh, unprecedented employment, Unprecedented high prices, and uh, uh, all the manufa- virtually <laughs> important word, virtually all manufacturers and retailers and everybody else is uh, making a lot of money and selling cars and everything else at higher prices. So there will be uh, microchip uh, semiconductor shortages to some extent, but I can promise you, production is going to go up in the fourth quarter. And uh, because the demand is so high, there could still be somewhat of a shortage. But more cars are going to be being sold in, in 60 days and 90 days than there are today. And we're selling so damn many cars today... I don't see how that's possible. Sue, would you agree with that? Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. I think
1: Uh, it
4: takes right on.
2: Supply and demand, there's nothing like it. Uh, We're going to go back to the phones where uh, John is uh, holding. John calls us from Palm City. He's a regular caller. Great to hear from you, John. Good morning.
10: Good morning to everyone. Congratulations on getting uh, your car.
5: Thank you, John.
2: It's
10: been a long wait. But you were the first one spot on. That drove that car way lag way back when, and you knew it was going to be a winner. What I want to say is, here's some good news. And I did the homework. Mm. uh, My battery went on one of the cars three years and five months exactly. It's a shame because today with the battery technology, uh, you know, you're paying forty thousand dollars for a car, and three years later, your battery goes. And that's not under warranty Mm. what i want to say was consumer reports made it very easy it's a it's a style 24 which fits honda toyota's many cars and consumers recommend for that particular battery to go to napa and i did and napa had for the fine rating and then i find at napa it's made by a company that's fantastic decker company in lyon pennsylvania i know that company Because in a collector car that I have, which is a 1970, it's been in there for 10 years. That's DECA. And also in stock, they had this 24. And they also have in stock for that car also, which is a Model 27. So I just want to recommend um, NAPA for batteries. And it's thanks to Consumer Reports that tells you exactly... You know the rating and where to go and the best price. Well, thanks very much. So Ron. I just well, want to
1: tell mention. me, what is
6: a style 24 main, Rick? Do you know what that?
10: Is? Yes, that's a BCA BCI rating.
6: Actually, the what that is the 24 kind of refers to the size of the battery itself, uh-huh. and right. it will be either a 24F. Okay. Or a twenty four O, and that tells you where the positive and negative posts are located on the battery. So the brand is a NAPA, so you want a size
1: 24, yep. and, but the uh, Consumer Reports says a NAPA battery. I wonder who the manufacturer is. is uh, NAPA's not a battery manufacturer, are they?
6: No, they it's probably
10: buy... they by Corporation, D-E-K-A in Lyon, Pennsylvania. Oh, DECA. yeah. They're yep, a very Deca. big battery okay. manufacturer. Okay. They make all the batteries for NAPA.
5: Oh, so yeah.
1: DECA is a, a quality recommended manufacturer by conservators. I did not know that. I love to learn new things. Thank you, John.
10: And also, I checked in. I have a Walmart battery in there now. Walmart no longer, uh, they're made by Johnson Control, which Rick said in the past, Johnson Control was making the batteries for Toyota and Honda and other companies. And also, Walmart did away with, they used to have a five-month warranty, they no longer have that. It's three months now only. So it tells you something, that the batteries today, especially here in South Florida with the heat, will not last longer than three, three and a half years. Yeah. Is that correct, Rick?
6: Yeah, unfortunately it is. It's I, I don't know why the engineers are not coming, figuring out a way to make a 12-volt battery that'll last longer, but they seem stuck with this Stone Age technology on 12-volt batteries. You know, if you believe in the conspiracies
1: of, uh, of capitalism, and I don't, but I mean, it, it, I, when you first said, John, I said, I can't agree with you more. Why can't they build a battery? I mean, your battery lasted three years. We're replacing batteries sometimes in two years. A lot of it depends on your driving habits and the car and the rest of it. But I'm like you. Why the hell, if they come up with a, just a normal automotive battery, it'll last for at least five or six years, I mean, you keep the car for five or six years, why do you have to change the battery two or three times during the ownership cycle of the car, it doesn't make any sense.
10: An AAA check mine is three years and five months, I checked to date, and they said it was completely, plates were shorted, so it was absolutely no good at all.
5: Yeah.
1: That's
10: not too good at a battery.
1: No. Well thank you, John. You were always an interesting caller and I always learn something from your yeah. calls. Now mm-hmm. now I know that Napa sells DECA batteries and consumer reports says they're the best. Yeah. We thank, thank you. Thank
9: God for consumer reports, right? You, you bet. Amen.
1: Stay safe okay. out there, John. Okay. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah,
2: thank you, John. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Ladies, fifty dollars for the first two. New lady callers. Eight seven seven Nine We're going to go back to Stu and he's got a whole lot to get to.
4: Okay, we have a text from Scott and Stuart. He says, do you see the inventory going back to normal anytime too, anytime soon? Great show. Uh,
1: uh, depends on what you call normal inventory. Yeah. I, 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 th- I think uh, this is almost normal now with 50 cars <laughs> on the ground or yeah, something been, like that. It's
4: been going on for six months. The whole uh, you, you can't
1: equate the size of a car dealers inventory with his volume of business Uh, let's take the second largest car dealer in the world Uh, that would be uh, the uh, Hollywood Toyota in South Florida if you believe that but that's true we have the second largest uh, car dealership happens to be a Toyota dealership in South Florida Hollywood Toyota they sell every month over a thousand cars and sometimes even a lot more than that uh, I don't know exactly what their inventory now is. Stu probably does. I would say, I don't think they have 150 cars on the ground. Do you? Would you think?
4: I haven't a, looked. I can. I can find out exactly. We can find I mean, out. Yeah.
1: But we are selling a huge number of cars. Typically, for a car dealer to sell 300 cars, you'd want to have 300 cars on the ground at least. Today, you can have 30 cars on the ground and right. sell 300. It turned
4: everything upside down. Exactly. It, the rule of thumb was you needed a 30-day supply, enough cars to sell in 30 days. Exactly. That doesn't. That it doesn't even work like that anymore. So I it's think so we're going to have
1: low inventories for a long time, just like a microchip shortage yeah. earlier for a long time. Yeah. But yeah. the prices are going to be coming down, in the in the last quarter. I mean, they will be coming down.
4: Uh, so trust me on that.
2: So, Stu, you're saying that 30 days. You know, in, in in this landscape that we're in, it just doesn't apply.
4: No, not at all. Uh, like i like like Earl said, like just for our example, we've been selling 300 plus new cars a, a month, and we've been stocking 20 cars. Now, this is all being fed from prior orders. So what happens is, when this started a f- you know, few months ago in May, people would order the cars; they didn't arrive. So on every truck of vehicles we get delivered, seven out of ten, eight out of ten of those cars are already sold, and we're just delivering cars from co- vehicles deals that we wrote yeah. up in June
1: we have 30 trucks a month coming in with 10 cars sold that's 300 cars yeah you, theoretically you don't even have any cars right.
2: on the
4: line. It, it, yeah the cars we're delivering this month we sold in June
2: okay so is that a that. pretty high percentage at this point because of the landscape uh with that many cars already being sold that are coming in on that truck it's out of a, how it, many how many cars are on the truck uh
5: about
4: 10 but there it's um it's unprecedented we've, we've never experienced this before i didn't think it was possible we all predicted that we were going to have horrible sales um the industry industry industry-wide and it, it worked out differently so yeah most of the uh,
2: telephone calls that i've received this week uh, are were complaints about low inventory or practically nothing i heard uh,
1: where low inventory hurts you and hurts the reason people are unhappy about it is when we have low inventories and we have our cars pre-sold, I say we, I'm speaking Everybody. as a community of the car dealers, uh, you pay the price the dealer wants to get. And we will see this over and over again in Mystery Shopping, of course, which is coming up in the last part of the show. Uh, some of you walk in, you'll say, we have one of these, and there it is. You want this model, you check it out, there it is. And you say, how much is it? And the dealer gives you the price, and you say, that's too much. Guess what? The dealer says, okay, next. I'll see you next year because right. I have uh, three other people waiting for that the same car. Right. So what, what the low inventory is costing the consumer is they're paying a very, very high price.
4: So to answer your question, Toyota of Hollywood, the second largest Toyota dealer on planet Earth, um, shows that they have 124 new vehicles in stock. But that's likely uh, it's likely less than that. For example, we're showing 55 new vehicles in stock, and we have maybe 30. Yeah. 20 of those are actually sold. They just haven't been delivered and yet. I remember
1: when you say the biggest Toyota dealer in the world, you're saying the biggest car dealer in the world. Oh, yeah.
4: Because Toyota
1: sells more cars <coughs> per dealership than anybody else. So uh, the number one, number two car dealership volume in the world has got 120 cars on the ground.
4: Not even that. I, I'm, I would bet it's under 100 just based on... Um, because I guarantee they have sold cars. And just to put that also all tied up together for you, Hollywood right now has 748 new vehicles sold this month. And um, they're doing this with a stock of around, I'm going to guess around 75, 80 cars. Yeah.
5: Okay.
2: You know, this is really interesting. And we have a lot of people that are listening right now. And it's so interesting to talk about this. Uh, something that is always going on but then since we've got into this landscape of of where we are with this big shortage uh, for the consumer to understand that that 30 days just doesn't apply and uh, most importantly uh, someone just said here on the panel that if the car comes in and the consumer changes its mind They sell it to somebody else. There's someone else in line who wants that car. It reminds me of rooms to go. If they don't find you at home the first time, they say, hey, that's okay. Uh, That couch that you ordered, we have someone else on the waiting list because there's such a great shortage all the way around with everything that we need. So that were my thoughts. Back to Stu. All right. uh, I'm sorry. We have a phone call. Great. And uh, that calls from Summerfield, and we're going to talk to Ron. Good morning, Ron.
11: Hey, good morning. I have a question for Rick. Rick, I'm considering buying a 2022 um, RAV4 Limited Hybrid. And a uh, question how, how is it that they can have the same 2.5 liter four cylinder in the Sienna, in the Highlander, and in the RAV4? I mean, they're, they're way different in weight. And what do they do to the car to make it? Um, To get the gas mileage from the highlander which must be a thousand pounds heavier than the rav4 what do they do to get that
6: power good question well but you're talking about a hybrid system right yeah yeah see the hybrid is where it gets its biggest difference the gasoline engine is only there to create electricity and depending upon how the car is designed i mean yeah, the, the RAV is going to get a little better fuel economy because of the lighter weight, but the Highlander and the Sienna are going to be very similar in weight, and since the gasoline engine only runs when it needs to to provide electricity, it's it comes right down to driving habits as to how to maximize the fuel economy on them. But, uh, yeah, that, that same engine, it's going to be tuned the same way because it's running the same hybrid system. The batteries are going to be pretty similar to identical, so... I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the weight does change it a little bit, but not as much as you might think. Yeah,
1: the engine just charges the battery. It doesn't run the car. Right. But the electric motor runs the car.
11: Right. So, the second part of that question is, I was also considering the Prime, and so, what is it that the Prime is going to give me, other than 300 horsepower, of course, um, that uh, I can't get from the regular RAV4, I mean, what do they do to the Prime?
6: Yes is probably a better choice for that for what extra features are available on the prime
4: well as i mean as far as like options and stuff they're just it's just as well equipped as you know just the upper end versions of the of the it's wrong with the rav4 right Mm -hmm. um but but, uh, it'll run
1: further on just about yeah
4: so in a situation and i think i was an ideal candidate for this i had a prius prime so it did the same way i think the range is a little bit different but roughly the same thing if you're commuting locally um, you can drive exclusively on ele- on electric power um, if you're driving locally. So I you know, I plugged it into a standard one ten outlet at the, out of my garage. Um, I've gotten a charger since then, but um, um, you plug it in and you drive to work in the morning and you drive it home all on electric. Now if if you're driving around more some errands, you might go over that, and then the hybrid system kicks in and it's still really really good gas mileage. So that's that's it's mainly designed for like short range commuters. What is the range on the on the Prime now uh, Rav4? I think it's I know the
6: uh, the,
4: the Prius was like forty, but
6: I I would have to look it up for the actual spec on that. But to me, it almost seems like you'd almost now that this is not a what I'd call a bad problem, you'd almost wind up in a situation where you're not using the gas enough that it actually yeah. almost could start to go bad in your And that tank. was
4: that was the situation when I first drove it. I was having trying to set records how long could go without using gas. And then Rick said, hey, you're going to need to use some of that gas um, because it's going it's to go bad. Yeah, and you, you got to take it up. out and
6: exercise a little bit. Yeah,
4: so I, I did that. Uh, unfortunately, because when you're using it, you get, like, infinite gas mileage, but then it goes down.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
11: Next. Did we know when the 2022s are coming out?
4: Um, on the Primes, I don't know, but I can tell you that they're such a s- uh, low-supply vehicle. They're, they're, they're tough. There they're definitely has a, a, a weight uh, to get them because they're not making a ton of them, Um, but I would suspect probably um, either later this year or early next year.
11: Okay, well, thank you very much, I appreciate it. Thanks for
1: calling around. good question.
4: Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. Okay,
4: Okay. we have some more text, I can get to that. Uh, All right, well, we've answered this question, but Gary did ask in Jupiter Farms, hey Earl, did you get that Tesla? (laughs) The answer is yes, we've talked about that a lot. Okay. Uh, says Earl. Reuters reported today that car sales have finally started to decline as a result of the chip shortage. Are you seeing this trend in South Florida?
1: Uh, yeah, we're seeing we're seeing uh, used car yeah a little bit. Uh, now we have actually uh, you know we're talking we're thinking of our own experience. Uh, our decline this month is more seasonal than it is uh, uh, COVID related. I think that in terms of. Uh, we measure our performance, uh, car dealer, all car dealers, based on the month because a car dealer will sell more cars and in, and, and, uh, uh, what's the biggest year for us, uh, biggest month, March? Um, oh, um,
4: gosh, I think
1: it was July. Okay, July. So it's a seasonal thing, depending on where you are. But, no, the volume, I don't think it's going to start declining overall. I think prices are starting to decline just a little bit. But uh, not much. Used car prices a little bit more than new car.
4: Yeah, we're seeing. Um, um, I mean, overall in our region, South Florida, we're seeing t- a little bit less. The volume is a little bit lower, but that's also um, seasonal. Yeah, I mean, uh, August is usually a pretty good month, but uh, but they're still good. That's the that's the thing. It's uh, and there's also when you look at a month, and that's one of the things that drives. Earl and I crazy uh, about looking at your business in a month snapshot. It, it doesn't tell you a, a whole lot, and so these c- there's natural fluctuations and rhythms and, and yep. sales and yep. the, and this could be part of that. So yeah. you need to see if you get a few months under your belt before you you know if there's a trend.
1: We well, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. yeah. Does that answer your question, Ron?
4: No, that was a text.
1: Oh, text. Okay. Yep. Le- let me uh let me i my, the reason I got that messed up is because I was daydreaming. I'm daydreaming. I'm day daydreaming about uh, the COVID thing and uh, here's an interesting thing I I don't like to talk about our dealership but I think it's to me it's educational Uh, you'll find out later in the show uh, we had a bad experience with masks at our mystery shopping report and last month or last week we did too right Stu we had no masks in the previous shopping report I bought a Tesla this week and there were no masks in the Tesla dealership um I'm not sure why I'm saying this, but in our dealership, everybody wears a mask. And even the vaccinated employees, which most of our employees are, we have 80% of our employees are all vaccinated, and they still wear a mask. And that's because we are in the middle of a variant a surge hotspot in Florida. And that's as right. I said earlier in the show, 75% of all the deaths in from covid are in Florida. So we, we I, I don't know what you car dealers out there or your retailers or anybody else is thinking when you have your employees without masks and uh, your customers without masks. But I'm just saying our business has been really good and we still take precautions. So if you think you're going to lose business by making people wear a mask, I think again. I mean, uh, a lot of people want to go to a place where they can feel safe. And I don't think Nancy and I would walk into a restaurant if the, if the waiters weren't wearing masks. Absolutely. And uh, or I, I don't think you would either. Why go, into a, uh, why go into a grocery store or why go into a car dealership uh, when people aren't wearing masks? I don't get it. Okay. You know,
2: I, I don't, I, I'm not ready to uh, play Russian roulette. That's number one. Yeah. And uh, number two is uh, obvious. It's science. It's, well, it's uh, <sighs> wear your mask. That's all I can say. And ladies, um, I have a question for you. I've got that $50 for the two of you, our first two new lady callers. You know, I talk to more women, obviously, um, and uh, it seems that they have masks on their mind all the time. And uh, they do so because mostly uh, I speak to the ones who have children. So uh, would you want to walk into a dealership without a mask uh, or would you rather Know that they have a sign on the front door. You know, you've got to wear a mask if you come in to purchase a car. Give me a call 877-960-9960 or you can text at 772-497-6530 We certainly do have a great mystery shopping report coming up from Stewart. You're going to enjoy that. And right now, we're going to go back to Stu. I think uh, I don't think uh, Rick has anything for me. Do you?
6: Actually, I got a couple quick ones here. Um, Donovan comes in with one, he says, I have one for Earl on EV battery fires uh, that he had forgotten to mention in the past. He says, with the Chevy Bolt fires, Earl has said, why can't they seal the battery so that it can't get oxygen, so it can't burn? Yeah. Well, it's not really possible because the anode for the lithium battery creates its own oxygen when it's burning. And it's part of the reason why it takes so much water to put one out when it does catch fire, because oh. apparently the chemical reactions inside oh. is not only creating the fire, but it's also creating its own oxygen at that point, so it becomes self-sustaining. But it would still be confined to the battery
1: if it were sealed, unless it exploded. So True. I'm assuming that uh, these uh, batteries must be exploding because if, if 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 the caught fire inside, but it has some sort of a titanium seal on it that it couldn't get out. All uh, right, I, I but a, yeah. a
6: titanium seal—you'd you'd have a, a car so heavy then you'd have a hard time moving it. But that—that's one of the reasons why titanium? Tesla and the others—titanium is the lightest metal. Uh, well, the, the battery's mounted on the outside of the yeah. car underneath.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the. Uh, never mind. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that there's got there, Maybe there's not a way to seal it. But thanks. That's good uh, information. I didn't realize that you know, all oxygen was generated <coughs> inside the the
6: battery. And, uh, but it still doesn't answer my question as to why they can't, they can't seal the battery. Seal it, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wayne Veit says one thing not mentioned much when selling a late model car to CarMax or other dealer, you do lose the tax break on your next new car, in some cases, 7 or 8%. Yeah, based
1: on the sales tax in your state, Florida is 6 or 6.5 or whatever with the community tax. So yeah, if, you, if you've got a car that's worth $10,000 and you don't trade it in, uh, you're going to cost yourself 600 bucks. So you always have to factor that in. Thanks very much well, for the heads up on that. Great but detail. You, you, it's a very small percent. Typically, if you really shop your car, you'll find out you'll save thousands of dollars, and yeah. the sales tax yeah, uh, isn't cool. going to hurt you
2: yeah definitely great detail uh, there's so many things to factor in factor in ladies and gentlemen Um 877-960-9960 we are going to go back to uh i think we're going to go to Stu.
4: yep uh we have a text no name on it oh, we have a caller
2: yes love we definitely callers we, <laughs> we have a caller from jupiter farms thanks to and uh, he's a regular caller and it's uh frank good morning frank welcome
0: well, good morning to you all, and um, congratulations on the um, Tesla. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I had one little short ride one, one time a guy at church, and um, boy, the acceleration was pretty phenomenal.
1: Oh, man. So yeah, it is it's,
4: it's scary. <laughs> tell them <tell> about <laughs> yeah. your neck. Huh? Tell them yeah, about I, your head.
1: Yeah, I, I bashed <laughs> my head up against the headrest, and I punched it just a little bit. If I'd have really punched it, I'd have probably got a
4: concussion.
0: Well, I, I was I was shocked when your very first caller was saying he was getting 9 second quarter miles at 153. Yeah. <laughs> I hold down. Yeah, Frank texted me
4: just, he, Frank, i to make sure he heard right. He goes, did he say 153 in 9 seconds? I'm like, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just accurate. Yeah,
5: yeah well,
0: that, that, that's amazing. But uh, I, I got to tell you, last week after the show, I said, I got to call that um, European auto place down the road from you for the service on my older Mercedes. Uh-huh and I couldn't find the number. I called your dealership, and luckily you were not there because of society. but they did tell me the name, and I, I'm trying to remember. I think one of your service guys back there looked up the number, but it's most helpful when you help that, but
5: okay. um,
0: I need to go to the spark plugs, huh. I said, holy cow, $800 to put eight plugs in? I mean, what? I, in my old days, I would crawl under my Barracuda and put <laughs> plugs in in you know, half an hour. But, um, oh, then I closed the mercedes dealership and they're fourteen hundred
6: dollars oh, the, geez. <laughs> oh okay. yeah. is that yeah. uh, prestige auto on u s one is that the one you're thinking of?
0: I uh, know I think it's european um, um, oil service or oh my goodness
1: yeah, in general frank yeah. uh, your your observation is a good one for a lot of people. If you have a luxury car don 't take it to a luxury dealer for routine maintenance uh find a qualified uh shop that is caters to all brands and you will find that the uh, repairs are a fraction of what luxury Yeah, we talked also about experience when you buy an electric car. If you're if you're a BMW or a Mercedes owner or a Lexus owner and you go into a dealership, uh, they know that you've got a lot of money and they know you don't mind paying a lot of money. Most people who have a lot of money don't mind it, some do. But uh, uh, you just pay it too much. So you have a Lexus take it to a Toyota dealer for your maintenance. Uh, you, have a, a, you have an Acura take it to a Honda dealer and you have a Cadillac take it to a Chevrolet dealer for your routine maintenance. As long as it's the same manufacturer, the maintenance is a piece of cake and you get the Chevrolet price instead of the Cadillac Escalade price.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, that's exactly. Uh, my fiance, Anne Marie, sees um, Randy uh-huh. With her Lexus at your dealership all the time. Great. And it's, a, it's a great saving.
5: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you very and much. And I'll
0: just real quick I'll, I don't want to take up too much time on your show. But a few years ago, I decided to treat myself when I still had some money before I had some stupid um, um, financial advisors basically steal all my money. And that's another whole story there.
5: Oh, boy. Okay.
0: But um, I went down to the Palm Beach Jaguar dealer to see about getting a Jaguar. Yeah. You could, you could love Mystery Shopping, those guys. They are, <laughs> holy mackerel, the lies and the, the fees they stick on, and, and the, the, you can't get any better. And I went over to, to um, uh, where was it, St. Petersburg, got a brand new car, zero down, 1000 a month. They said it's impossible. And unfortunately, I, d- I didn't buy it out, and they gave me the buyout yeah. last year during the COVID thing. But, um, yeah, it was an eighth chapter. <laughs> and then, then the other one real quick story. Way back when I bought a brand-new 911S Porsche when I was in the Air Force
5: 77.
0: Uh-huh. $21,000 off the showroom floor. Wow. Five years later when I got married for the first time and I sold it, I got 19000 for the car. So wow. that was probably the
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, those luxury cars, particularly the ones that are high demand like uh, a Porsches, uh, you take care of it. Uh, they got pretty good resale value. they really surprised a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, you guys were on a great show. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, Frank. I'm going to have, probably I'm going to have my daughter call you one time. Real quick for, for Rick. Her RAV4 hybrid is having all kinds of battery problems. And, um, she's in Utah, so otherwise, this time zone, she'll probably touch base with you sometime. And, uh, okay. Ask some questions on what to do.
1: Yeah, we'll give her any advice we can, Frank, and I uh, appreciate your referral. Okay, you have uh, a good re- re- time. Okay, Frank, before you go, here, I think,
6: yeah. uh, Donovan, one of my YouTube guys here, says, uh, check out German Auto World in Delray Beach on Atlantic Avenue. He says they're amazing, and they have very fair prices. Oh, huh, good to know.
0: Oh, yeah, yours is right down the street from you. It's on US 1, but they call it Broadway because you're in, um... yeah, right,
6: that right, yep.
0: And, um near the mcdonald's but okay say again this german and what down in
6: german auto world down in delray beach on atlantic avenue
0: german well thank you so much I'll, I'll keep
6: that in mind okay thank you frank you know, thanks y'all uh, have a nice weekend nice hearing from
2: you. great hearing from you frank you know that is a great detail that you brought up and uh... that was about you not having to go to the dealership yeah. uh... that you know that uh... Sells those cars, and uh, where were you 50 years ago? Yeah. Um, you know, I drive into um, a Cadillac dealership in Pittsburgh, and uh, I had to get a part or something. And uh, I asked him what the price was, and he said, um, "You're driving a Cadillac." He said, uh, "Why would you need to know the price?" And uh, I said to him, "You know, I really find that offensive." Uh and uh, I left. Uh, But I didn't know at that time that you could go to a Chevy dealer or anywhere else to get that vehicle, you know, fixed and uh, buy a less cheaper part. Great free information, ladies and gentlemen. You got it all right here at Earl Stewart on cars. And our number is 877-960-9960. And uh, you can also text us at 772-497-6530. You can also uh, send us a by way of uh, via YouTube. Speaking of which, Rick is ready to roll.
6: Yeah, we have one from M. Av. Says, good morning. Quick question. Ever since i started driving, I was told by my father to fill up my gas tank when it hits the halfway point. His logic was that the fuel impurities float, and if you run your car down to empty, those impurities and dirt can get into the engine. Is this true? Thank you. Well, the reality is now, although Yes, the fuel tanks are in the ground for a long time, so they can get some dirt and impurities in there. The filters in the pumps are amazing anymore. Gasoline quality that comes out of that nozzle is so pure for most of the cars that, believe it or not, most new cars don't even have a fuel filter installed in the car anymore. There's a little sock on the fuel intake in the pump down in the the fuel tank of your car but no external fuel filter like we used to have anymore. Yeah,
1: years ago, it seems to me we used to get more complaints about yeah, uh,
6: bad uh, gas. I haven't heard a complaint. Rick, uh, how about you in uh, terms of contaminated fuel? The last ones that we've seen are times when someone has accidentally goofed up, grabbed the diesel pump instead yeah. of f- gasoline, yeah. or they've used fuel from a storage container that they had pumped fuel yeah. thinking generators for the Generations are
1: no longer a problem but though, so yeah, from good. the fuel tanks, yep. no okay, more text over there Stu?
4: I'm surprised we didn't have more problems uh, f- a couple, few months ago when people started filling up their, the beds of their pickup truck and garbage bags full of gas uh, when we had that shortage <laughs> I, I that's was not a good way to transfer <laughs> gas for the rush of
6: them, <laughs> them to come in, but no I
4: didn't <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from Joe uh, Joe says, uh, when you drive an internal combustion engine, your driving habits affect your gas mileage. For instance, if you stomp on it at a green light, uh, do your driving habits affect the mileage or the, or the distance on a charge? An electric car, yes, it does. Absolutely. Um, if you're, if Earl decides to go um, to do that quarter mile in nine seconds um, a lot, Ooh. he will run out his battery a lot faster. Absolutely. Well,
1: here, uh, here's something interesting. <laughs> I'm 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 making the statement, and I'm going to ask the question too the deceleration in a hybrid or in an all-electric car charges the battery as you decelerate yeah a little bit well yeah, quite yeah. A, actually quite a bit yeah but I you're mean. not gonna yeah. yeah so when you're driving a uh, hybrid or a, a electric car more aggressiveness in terms of you know typically are, are the people that are careful and safety wise and fuel economy wise they see a stoplight, and they drive me crazy, to be honest with you. And they see and in a combustion engine car. They see a stoplight, and they start slowing down, uh, I'll exaggerate, a half a mile away. Yeah. And you're behind them, and the traffic's heavy, and they're trying to time it. So they, now they're down, they're doing 10 miles an hour, and they're slowly
4: approaching the red light. <laughs> For the last half mile. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now with a with an electric car, you are better off to continue to accelerate toward that stoplight,
4: or cruise towards uh, that stoplight,
1: and not cruise. Just accelerate because well, as you as let me you, maintain your speed. As you as you maintain the yeah. speed,
4: you're charging the battery. You're charging the battery when you slow down. Yeah, and you slow down. Yeah, yeah. and then you slow down. So you're. Yeah. you're but you're it's it's not the same. It's like the amount of energy yeah. expended from accelerating. You don't it, it, you don't recoup an equal if amount when you recoup.
1: there's uh, the question. If I'm going. Uh, Slowly toward a battery with electric, toward a, uh, electric light with a with electric car, a uh, uh, red light, and, and I go to a steady pace. I'm not putting any charge on the thing. If I go at my normal speed, say the speed limit's 50, yeah. and I get a half a block away and I take my foot off the accelerate, I have a sudden acceleration.
4: Right, you're going to reclaim some of that energy. So
1: I'm going to by aggressively driving toward the light. Uh, I'm putting yeah. more charge on the battery than if I slow down. Ahead of time, so maybe well, you, traffic will move along more briskly. Is my
4: point? Well, I would say the the faster you slow down, it's you know more current is going yeah. in there, but yeah. for less time. If you slow down, I think it's the same amount of energy. You can't energy is not free. You're going to lose the same amount of energy whether if you yeah. take a longer approach. Well, it's uh, well.
1: I think as a physicist, I would say that uh, the inertia that you have from a r- rapid stop and
4: deceleration. Uh, but but, is the, but I w- the point I wanted to make is that it, your battery will eventually run out and you're, you're not getting free yeah, energy course. and of it course. just slows, da- slows it down. So it's, you're not recouping a ton yeah. of energy. It's, it's just better because well, you're recouping some.
1: Rick, I, let's talk about a Prius. You know Prius very well. If you, dr- if you drive a Prius in city traffic, you get better
6: miles than if you drive it on the road at a steady velocity. Am I right? Yes. Okay, I rest my case. And the reason for that being is that every time you release the accelerator pedal the generators are full fielding okay. to use the electromotive okay. drag to okay. slow the car. Oh, okay. so it's
4: not completely—it's not all the regenerative braking.
6: True. Okay. But I rest my case. Harder deceleration by stepping on the brake too hard will not only use regenerative braking but then you'll begin to apply the brake pads yeah. and application of the brake pads means you're losing energy yeah, to heat yeah, yeah. because yeah. now you're converting yeah. it to heat yeah. okay. okay. blowing
1: okay. it away. That's my fault. I'd be Let's move along. Let's get another text here. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, <coughs> we're all uh, weighing in and that's what we want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, at 877-960-9960 and we are going to go back to the phones and Henry is calling us from Miramar. Good morning, Henry, and welcome.
12: Uh, good morning good morning everyone good morning. i just wanted to ask a question i i ordered a car from you guys it's it's gonna they would say it was gonna take 110 days but uh oh i i said you guys didn't take any deposit anything from me should i expect a phone call from you on the car the
4: yes and you should probably be getting a phone call before the car arrives um just f- just for updates and if you haven't gotten that um, please uh, call me at the dealership and I'll get an update for you.
12: Oh, okay. That, that's all I want. But what about if I don't want any accessories in a car? Should I, I? I sent an email the other day, but I didn't get any answer.
4: Okay. Well, we can check on that. If you can uh, just let me know at the store and I can, because I don't have any specifics, but. If somebody has not updated or, or, or answered you, you know, promptly, that's that's bad. So we'll we'll get the Henry. No, not
12: Usually they answer me right away. And say, the last time, last Monday, they they, they sent me email. No, okay. No. You yeah. guys well, are very very okay, good, good yeah. about yeah. it. Who's your salesperson,
5: Henry?
12: Yeah. Uh, uh, I get uh, there's two people. I think there's uh, Elaine Johnson is the one I sent it. Okay. Uh-huh. Maybe they but okay.
4: Okay, uh-huh. I'll make sure that you get updated uh, today
12: okay okay thank you very much because i've been watching the show for a long time but i haven't bought a car for like 11 years and this year it's time to end and i say as soon as i'm gonna buy a car i'm not gonna call anywhere else but uh <laughs>
2: that's really nice well, we're honored.
1: 11 yeah. years is a long time we're honored to be the dealer yeah. thank you very much
2: yes thank You're you work. so much You're henry welcome. bye we'll get bye. back to bye. you uh 877-960-9960 um, Rick, I have a quick question for you. Uh, what's the difference in the weight from the Tesla and my Avalon? Would you say it might be about a thousand pounds? Uh, more?
6: I'd, I'd have to look those specs up, but I guarantee that Tesla is a lot went, lighter than the Avalon.
2: Right, yeah. I Once mean, lighter. you can immediately feel, you know, uh, exactly how, how light it is and easy it is to handle. Um, Okay, we are going to go back to Stu.
5: Okay,
4: we can wrap up uh, the the remaining text and anonymous feedback before we get to the mystery shopping report. Uh, Here's a text, uh, no name, says, do you have an idea when the 2022 Tacomas will be built and delivered? Uh, They're going to start getting built in October. Um, We already see them in our allocation, a handful. Um, So it's about six weeks after that, so by the end of the year. Uh, And that's the last text, so let's go over to anonymous feedback. Okay. Hey, Earl, if you take your dog for a ride in your Tesla and he's enjoying the breeze, sticking his head out the window, what happens to his tongue when you, <laughs> you floor it in plaid <laughs> mode? <laughs> well, you're going to love this. It extends briefly. Yeah. <laughs> it wa- wa- waggles faster. <laughs> I, ju- I, just, oh. I just told <laughs> Stu about this oh, yesterday, boy. and he didn't, he didn't even know it, but
1: in the Tesla plaid, there's something called a dog mode. And it's a complex, Uh, there's all sorts of good stuff I'm just discovering every day. Now listen to this, dog lovers, how many times have you heard about dogs being left in a hot car in the summer? Mm. uh, Or babies or kids being left in a car? Well the dog mode would apply to dogs or anybody in the car, Mm -hmm. in the hot car. So you put it it in a dog mode and when you you leave your doggy in the car and you get out and you go into Publix or wherever, Uh, The air conditioning keeps it at whatever temperature you want your dog to be at. Now, here's the really cool part. How many times have you seen a dog or a kid in the car and you say, I'm going to call a cop. What is that? I mean, I, I get angry when I see on a hot day in South Florida, 100 degrees outside, and it's probably 140 inside, and you see a child. I mean, people call the police, they break the windows, they look in the car. If you look into a Tesla that's in doggy mode, the big screen in the front seat says my owner will be back in a few minutes he left the AC on for me thank you so that's posted on the that's screen cool. yeah. wow. and, and the doggie will be saved now, the same thing would apply when I leave Nancy in the car I yeah. do the same thing for
4: Nancy it's not a joke without honestly, the leash, <laughs> yeah, honestly it's true because like, <laughs> we tried to figure this out the Tesla I'm driving I had my brother in the car and I'd run into Starbucks or something <laughs> like that. I'd get back. It was I couldn't. The air conditioning went off when you left. I'm like, oh. So I started leaving the key in the car, and it still. We had to learn how yeah. to. to it, touch it's the it,
1: it sounds cute. But think about this: how many children and dogs have died, especially oh yeah. in Florida, yeah. as a result of unthinking, harried uh, parents and others? Mm-hmm. And so here, here's a simple solution a problem that I'm sure everybody's going to start copying. Yeah. Why not have a
6: doggy mode? That's exactly. a great idea yes. Cause for me, I've, I've had to carry a second key so that I can leave the engine running yeah. Yeah, get back and then use the key to mechanically lock my yeah. pickup yeah. so that way if my dog if my dog is in the truck, yeah. she's got full air conditioning while I'm not walking around in the 90 degree heat. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I think it, it won't be long before technology just uh, takes a dash forward on little details like these that you know provide us with safety and protection for our animals and for our children uh, and our loved ones give us a call with your thoughts 877-960-9960 uh, actually uh, we're, we're going to be uh, shutting the phones off shortly we got a couple of minutes so we're going to go back to Stu, uh, where he has uh, some uh, anonymous feedback and texts
4: yep Okay. Next anonymous feedback. This is Earl. Are you getting in on that Rivian IPO? They already have a twenty-eight billion dollar evaluation. Evaluation.
1: Which, which IPO is that?
4: Rivian. It's that electric truck company. They're are going into production oh, yeah. this month or next month.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in on this. I I, I'm not a speculator, and uh, uh, a lot of these IPOs. There's a record number of high-tech IPOs jumping on all the time, and. Uh, one of my uh, gurus, uh, a guy I follow on CNBC, is named Jim Cramer and he says if you're going to speculate on these IPOs, uh, buy a bucket, uh, you know, buy a, decide how much you want to play with, your Las Vegas money, your speculation money, and go out and buy 10 or 15 of these IPOs <laughs> and just put a little bit in each one. If you hit one or two, it's like hitting the jackpot, you, know, you, you hit the number on the roulette wheel, it offsets the loss on all the other ones.
4: Yeah, good investment advice from Earl Stewart.
1: You. <laughs> and Jim Grammer,
4: Earl Stewart on your money. Um, okay, and we have a, a, a nice but a critical uh, anonymous feedback that just came in. It says, "Good morning. I am a faith. I am a faithful listener for several years. Love your show, but during the pandemic, I have tended to be turned off by the constant COVID nineteen discussion. I tune in for car talk. You have an opinion on masking, vaccinations, et cetera. I get it." If you include a dealer mystery shop report that includes whether the staff is masked, fine. You must uh, if you must address your COVID-19 opinions. Perhaps you could open the show with your advocates, advocacy for mass vaccines, et cetera. Then move on to cars and the car buying process. Thanks. I totally
1: agree. I apologize. You're right, and we're wrong, and I accept responsibility for that. Uh, we have to stay away from political things, and we have to stay away from subjects that are totally. Uh, well, not totally, but uh, largely unrelated to buying automobiles. So, uh, I, uh, I that was my fault. I let us into that, and I i don't think, uh, you you know my opinions on masking, and you know other people's opinions on masking. I don't like name-calling, I don't like uh, uh, calling, say somebody's a bad person because they do something different than you do. I, I happen to know smart people that decide they don't want to wear a mask. I don't understand that, but I'm not going to get angry and name-call I think you have the right to do that, and as the call, as the texter said, uh, anonymous feedback, this is about cars, and we should not get into
4: other stuff like that. Okay, like investing advice. Investment advice, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This means we're now all caught up uh, with uh, text and anonymous feedback, and I don't know if Rick has any stragglers over there, but I'm done.
6: Well, unless you want to uh, hear a little advice from Donovan on running your Tesla for Maximizing that regenerative braking. I would love to hear Can that. Can you
4: vaccinate your tex- Tesla? I'm just kidding.
6: I'd love to hear that. <laughs> he <laughs> says, that bear in mind from, from reading Donovan's posts over many a long time now, yeah, he's he been has with a us lot a of while. knowledge about Teslas. He seems to, I yeah. think he owns yeah. several. So he says the peak regen, regenerative braking on a Tesla dual motor is 76 kilowatt hours. With three motors like your Tesla it would be a little bit more. You don't want to actually slow down. You want to simply lift your foot off the pedal slowly to bring the car to a stop, to let it coast, basically. Yeah. He says, on your Tesla, there's a line under the mile per hour number that shows your energy use and regenerative system. Oh. Lifting slowly will allow the regen to slow you down and maximize the amount of energy going back to your battery. Cool. You can see the line turn green, the longer it is green, the more free energy you're getting. Yeah, and,
1: and that's what you said, Rick. You said that, that if, you, uh, if you pull it off subtly, you know, you're not getting the same. So well,
6: you're, you're still getting as long as you don't hit the brake. But if the, yeah, but, right. the,
1: but the brake automatically cuts in if it has to. If it sees a stop sign or yes. whatever, it'll, it'll... So you don't want the brake. You want purely a regenerative. If you drove entirely uh, with your accelerator as a brake, you would maximize your gas mileage. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 there I go gas mileage. Yeah. Maximize your range. Well, yeah. your, your range, yeah. yeah. Same,
6: Same. it's the concept. Yeah. Uh, your Tesla will also not let the interior get above 104 degrees Fahrenheit. It will run the AC in a very low effect mode so that it does not ever get too hot inside your car. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I noticed that because I had my, uh, uh, I couldn't get my charger. Uh, going because I had uh, the air, well. Never mind. I, I, I'm talking about the Tesla too much.
4: Uh, we're all good to go. If you're okay. ready to get to the mystery shopping report,
1: okay, let's, let's do that thing. It's a mystery shopping report. And send some text in, and some anonymous feedbacks in, and YouTube's in because we're going to be through this before the end of the show, and we can take some more text and anonymous feedbacks. As sure, they come.
2: and and the audience can also, uh, they can vote on this uh, mystery shopping yes. report, and the mystery shopping report is from Wallace Mazda of Stewart and uh, you can vote, and we look forward to getting your votes. So you can text us at seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: Okay, Mystery Shop of Wallace, Mazda of Stewart. Stewart is in Martin County, Florida, southeast coast of Florida. We are international, so you know the location, geography. It's probably 150 miles north of Miami, maybe 200 miles. Now Wallace Auto Group has done better than most car dealers when it comes to selling used cars with Takata car airbag recalls. It was a Wallace, buy-here-pay-here lot, easy pay cars, an amazing little place in Stewart, Florida, that had the honor of being the first to pass the Takata test with an A-grade. And Nancy and I were chit-chatting in the car coming in uh, this morning to the studio, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I remember when Takata was a topic, of conversation, and now, with the pandemic, everything dwarfs. Uh, you know, hurricanes, floods, uh, Takata, this, taca- this pandemic thing is just absolutely grasped us by the throats and it's a crazy world. Uh, anyway, this is not to say the Wallace dealerships have all been perfect. Most of the half dozen or so Wallace mystery shops have resulted in an average to above average passing grade. Keep in mind we grade on a curve that Stuart on cars. And I, full disclosure, I know Bill Wallace. I consider him a friend. He's a third or fourth Generation. he's a third generation dealer, and been around for a long, long time, so uh, he's a good guy bottom line, he's got, got a lot of dealerships probably too many to keep an eye on as closely as, as he should uh, we had one Wallace store fail completely that was Wallace Hyundai, but that was back in 2018 we see a lot of inconsistencies when we investigate larger dealer groups, whether we're looking at the cut our airbag recalls for sales practices. The more locations the dealer has, and here I go, I just kind of just said that, the more locations a dealer has, the more difficult it is to manage the behavior of his or her managers and other employees. And uh, you can say the thing, uh, same thing about a lot of ma- uh, businesses. Uh, you know, you got to keep an eye on the store. I mean, you've got to be, in, you know, there's an old saying we have, inspect what you expect. If you expect your, your people to, in your in your company to do something this way, you better check it out every now and then. So it's hard to do if you have 25 stores. Uh, it's hard to do if you have one store, but if you have 25 stores, forget about it. Uh, where am I? We see a lot of instances in larger dealer groups. Okay, uh, this problem should not be allowed as an excuse for car dealers though. I mean, you know, if you, it, it's common sense, right? the more car dealerships, the more businesses you have the more you have to stay on top of things so it may be harder to maintain a consistent uh, customer experience with multiple locations, but it isn't impossible, and Stu wrote this, and he couldn't have picked two better examples Starbucks, Costco especially Starbucks, there's a Starbucks everywhere I mean, where in the world can you go and not say Starbucks, and do they do a good job? Yeah, they do a great job I haven't been to a Starbucks in a while but when I did uh, the service was exemplary. It was really amazing. Costco, my favorite store. And they got a lot of locations too. So you can manage large number of stores but you got to get the right people in the right place. The last time we were at Wallace Mazda was in January 2020 before the pandemic. It's strange to imagine a time before the pandemic. Stu wrote that. And it is, I mean we are so embedded in this thing, you almost forget what was life like before, I, hard to remember. Uh, That time, believe it or not, they passed our Takata test and stayed on a recommended dealer list. The sales experience was a good one too. It's time to go back and since we shopped Mazda, Palm Beach last week, we thought it'd be a good idea to shop another Mazda dealership, so we called Agent Lightning, And here's the report, I'll speak in the first person as if I were agent lighting. female by the way. I arrived late morning, greeted by a salesman named Bruce, just outside the front doors. He asked me what brought me in, I said I was in a desperate need of a new car. There's nothing a car salesman wants to hear, anyone say, I mean you just... He probably had palpitations, I got a live one, they're in desperate need of a car. I, I, I recommend that you don't use that phrase even if you are a desperate need uh, you're better off to be a little coy about whether you're going to buy a car if they know you have to have a car well, common sense you know, they're going to gonna have to uh, get as much money for them as they can and that's what they're going to try to do he asked me what brought me in I said I was in desperate need of a new car I shouldn't say that I said I'd done all my research <laughs> <I'm desperate. laughs> I said I'd done all my research and narrowed my Searched down to two vehicles, the Mazda 3 and the Toyota Corolla. And that's just what we did last week. So uh, here we have uh, two identical shopping things uh, with Mazda. See what
4: happens this time.
1: Uh, neither Bruce nor anyone else uh, were wearing masks.
4: I, I have one amendment to that. Okay. She said the guy that was going around spraying and cleaning, like sanitizing everything, was wearing a mask.
1: <laughs> the guy that came to clean up the dealership.
4: Well, I, well, a lot or of the, the, the big are. show with the yeah. Santa, because it doesn't really spread that way, yeah. but yeah, one yeah. guy was.
2: Yeah. That's interesting.
4: Yeah. One
1: guy mm. cared about uh, life or death. Okay. Uh, Bruce said he would explain all the features of the Mazda 3 to me, and he would let the vehicle sell itself. He held the door for me, led me inside. There was a Mazda 3 in the middle of the showroom floor, just like last week at yep. uh, the other dealership. And uh, Bruce said he believed that was the only one they had in stock, and last week they had one other. And uh, so you can see how short cars are—one Mazda 3 and one dealership, and the competitor two Mazda 3s. So how good a discount do you think you're going to get, especially when Consumer Reports just gave them a high rating? You're not going to get a good d- discount, folks. I promise you. You wait till uh, November, December, you get a Mazda 3 for a hell of a less money. We walked around the car in the showroom while Bruce explained the features, and specifications. The MSRP was thirty-one thousand three forty. Oh, I think you skipped a couple of paragraphs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I asked if this one was available.
4: No, s- I said you're kidding.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I did. I said you were kidding, and Bruce replied he would check to make sure. He said he'd be right back. Then left. He's back quickly and confirmed that there was only one in the showroom, and that was it. We we're looking at it. Uh, he said they're getting more in on Tuesday. I asked if this one was available. And he said it was, I replied, great, I'm interested in getting this one. So it kind of goes back to what Stu and I were talking about earlier in the show. A truck comes in with 10 cars, they're, they're all sold. Another truck comes in, they're all sold. That's the way car dealers are selling cars today. So one to 3, and there's some more coming in this afternoon. They sell this one now, and they're going to sell that other one uh, this afternoon. I mean, as quick as the cars come in, they're, they're selling. And a lot of them, in fact, most of them are pre-sold. So that that truck that comes into a car dealership today with ten cars, eight of them are sold, and there's two that go on the lot, and they don't last long. Uh, MSRP was thirty one three forty. It was an addendum next to the Marunani label, and uh, the addendum added here we go, here goes the price, nine ninety nine. Southeast regional market adjustment. That sounds pretty official, doesn't it? Southeast regional market adjustment.
4: It almost sounds like they're trying to make it sound like a Southeast Toyota uh, yeah, Fee or something. Except you know? it's a Mazda dealership. Regional, Southeast, it's t- no, no, towing no. the line there. Well,
5: yeah, they, 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 they,
1: they, they, they're ingenious when it comes to making the charges sound reasonable. Uh, so, now we got a $199 custom pinstripe, <laughs> $599 for Wallace protection package, uh, which, uh, here we go, the famous nitrogen uh, fill tires, uh, and Is anybody out there that really believes that that you should be paying uh, nitrogen, paying for nitrogen in your tires? If so, check Consumer Reports. They say it's worthless. It's worth nothing, Uh, and you you should pay nothing for nitrogen. Uh, And uh, and of course, there's one application of Auto Butler. You
4: gotta have. I know what that is. You gotta have. That's an butter. interior <laughs> uh, protection, and they just they have a bo- bottle and they squirt it on the interior. You get, you get one one session of squirting, and you're done for yeah. five ninety nine. That was the guy with the mask. He was squirting on the other. Yeah, probably it was the auto yeah. That's yeah. his that's his position.
1: Yeah, they pay him. They pay him nine dollars an hour, and they give him a spray bottle, right. and then they charge you an arm and a leg six hundred dollars
4: for a spray. Yeah.
1: Bruce finished his presentation by going over the many safety features of the car. And telling me that Consumer Reports named Mazda is the most reliable brand last year.
4: Now, I think he missed the total list price too.
1: Yeah, the brand. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the total was uh, seventeen ninety-seven over MSRP. The dealer list was thirty-three one thirty-seven, and when you added up the auto bottle of one ninety-nine, the rest of it, uh, we're looking at one thousand seven hundred ninety-seven dollars over MSRP for the asking price. And then he told me about the Consumer Reports being the number one reliable brand for last year. Now, think about that a little bit, okay? Brand means the whole vehicle. It doesn't mean the Mazda 3. Uh, it's the Mazda. Uh, Mazda overall. On overall. And I've I, I mentioned this on the show many times. Every car brand has got good and bad models. You might have a bad brand ranked very low by consumer reports but it's got a model that's very high and you might have vice versa so don't shop by brand shop by model and if you want to buy a CR3 what is this Uh, Mazda 3 3, uh, then you want to be sure that model is ranked high by consumer reports Uh, I declined the test drive because it would have been difficult to get the car out of the showroom that was pouring young rain that makes sense uh, I said I would uh, want a chance to drive it before signing the final papers. Good thinking. Bruce said that would be fine. We walked to his desk to go over the numbers, and we were in uh, Mazda of uh, Palm Beach? Wallace, 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 Wallace. Mazda, I'm sorry. Last week was Mazda, Palm Beach. Wallace, Mazda. Uh, we walked to his desk to go over the numbers. Once stated, Bruce asked for my driver's license, which I handed over. He wrote down my information on a piece of paper, asked me some more questions, such as my phone number, email, etc. This is all standard stuff. As he wrote, Bruce began lamenting the global chip shortage. Got to get that in there. And asked me if I had heard anything about it. If not, I'll tell you about it.
5: Hmm.
1: And Because they want you to uh, feel the urgency, feel the desperation of being able to get a car, because everything's short. I said I'd heard about it, didn't realize how bad it was until I started car shopping. So, uh, you got him, you're you're setting yourself up nicely for paying a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Bruce went on to say that most dealers are charging way over, uh, you're going to love this. Bruce says that most dealers are charging way over MSRP. And it said it was just like the housing market. They're charged that much because buyers are willing to pay it. But, according to Bruce, Mr. Wallace did not believe in doing that to his customers. They weren't discounting their car either, he added. So, He just said that the Wallace policy was to sell you the car at at MSRP, And he's not doing that, is he? We just quoted a lot of money.
4: He already saw that he wasn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he contradicted himself and I don't get it. But people don't think they're emotional and it's working because they are selling every car they can get. He took only four minutes to get his worksheet and bring it back. The top line labeled market value selling price. That was the list of uh, dealer list of thirty three thousand one thirty seven. Not MSRP. It's already over MSRP. Yeah, that was uh, there. There it is, way over MSRP. And they added a one twenty nine filing fee, seven ninety nine dollar doc fee. I uh, saw so it was totally t- uh, twenty seven twenty five over MSRP. Uh, what? And he just said, "Wallace said we don't charge over MSRP." I mean, I. I know I sound like I'm repeating this, but I'm as incredulous that the salesman would uh, lie so obviously and uh, people listen and they don't say anything. I objected right away to the added items and he said he'd, he'd need to remove those. Bruce said he had to ask Willie, his manager. He was back in a few minutes and said Willie is willing to make some adjustments for me if I was ready to sign in right now. If you buy today, I'll give you my price. If you're not going to buy today, I'm not going to give you my best price. You have to come back to me after you get a better price and let me match it. That's what they want you to do. Old school, and that's the way car dealers sell cars, folks. You try to get an out-the-door price from a car dealer, and uh, you're talking about a challenge. It ain't going to happen.com. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, I told Bruce that I need to get my husband on board with this purchase but I could guarantee he wouldn't have these numbers. Too much. Too much. Besides, I reminded him, I hadn't even driven the car. Bruce assured me that Willie was a man of his word. Well, yeah. If you say so, Willie's a man of his word. He said he'd give me a better price when I was ready. He would. He told me to consider the price on the worksheet ballpark. He said he wouldn't go up, but it might come down. Now, at that point, I would have done this uh, if I were trying to, and this is a situation which is difficult. When they tell you this, come back with the lowest price, then here's a little speech you make. Here's a a word track for you. I want the lowest price now, and if you give me your lowest price, I'm going to take that price and I'm going to shop it with two or three other dealers. So the chances are you might not get my, my business, but you have some chance call it a 30% chance or 20 or 40 I mean there's some chance if you give me the price because I will come back if you give me the lowest price compared to the other 2 or 3 dealers if you don't give me your lowest price now you'll never see me again you can chase me home you could call me at home you can do anything you want to you're not going to give me a lower price I will buy the car from from you I will buy the car at a lower price from somebody else now do you want some chance to get my business or do you want no chance the choice is yours hopefully he says I got to go ask Willie and Willie just might have come out and said okay I think if you'd have done that you might have knocked another thousand dollars off I'm not saying you'd have got a good deal but I think you might have got a little better deal Uh, I thank Bruce for his, his time working with me I said I would go explain everything to my husband. He walked me to my car. and Along the way, he tried to see if I was interested in buying a used car. Uh, they just came off lease for less money. I said no. So there we are. There we are. Typical pandemic-era car business shenanigans. Tactics are familiar, but the vagueness and shadiness of the pricing was, were exceptional. Also, the hypocrisy on display, I, I'll say it again, you heard it before. Mr. Wallace doesn't believe in doing this to his customers. And yet they charge a significant number uh, amount of money over MSRP and that's against Wallace's Almost
4: 3000 over MSRP and they had the yeah. gall to say yeah. he doesn't believe in doing that. Unmitigated gall. I think that qualifies as unmitigated gall.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, last week I recall uh, in the Mystery Shopping Report that the salesperson referred to the Consumer Report. And now this week in the Mystery Shopping Report, do you think it's going to start being a, a pattern? Hope Only so. this week there's not a printout. Last yeah. week they yeah. printed out the page from Consumer yeah. Report. Yeah. All right, we
4: have grades coming in. So we have, uh, this Is this from? Tom in Winter Springs, Florida says D minus a denim items plus dock and filing fees. Unwilling to give best altitude or price, almost Napleton like. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
5: uh,
4: that's that's harsh, harsh. Uh, C uh, for C for Wallace Mazda. Who's this from? This is uh, I should name all these anyway. Uh, so that is a C. Mark gives him a D minus for robbery. Jonathan Wellington. <laughs> Says, I'll give this dealership an F. Life is too short to have to play such games. So a dealership is either reputable, or it's not. And then over here on Facebook, Linda gives him an, an F, a big fat F. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I like I said, the uh, the report is nothing like ex, you know nothing exceptional. But I don't like when you're combining. If they just came out and said, Hey, this is what we're charging. We feel this is what the car is worth with the shortage. Uh, it's worth. Charging you two, three thousand of MSRP and just look him in the eye, but not say we don't do that. So I'm, I'm giving him an F for for uh, hypocrisy.
1: Yeah, I, you know, on, on that issue, uh, who knows? I just this just came to me. Maybe the maybe the salesperson has been brainwashed by the manager uh, or the company yeah, sales to meetings. say that these are not. You know, we're not selling the car at MS over MSRP. Because we're adding our dock fee and our right. uh, our nitrogen on the tires. You can't count that. You, you can't count that because yeah. that stuff is worthless. So, How
2: about uh, the auto butler?
1: So th- maybe that's what the salesman <laughs> was going to say if Agent Lightning had said something, but uh, she didn't object to that.
4: Well, mm. the problem is in their addendum, there is a, uh, there is no value in return for the southeast regional adjustment of $1,000. So yeah, that's just... that's that by like, definition, yeah. Yeah, that's not true.
6: Yeah, with total contradiction. Rick? okay we've got kirk in west by god virginia lies equal f minus MF. why does the car industry need to be like this d minus negan f f f fail Ooh. i've got uh tim gilliland with ballpark grade after market adjustment and fees d minus mark smith d minus brian sidlaco too many fees d mark ryan d minus Wayne White, big D minus, give me five bucks F, and I think I'm gonna go with the trend of these guys with the D minus. You're you know you're gonna have to fight, but yeah. they're they're skin of the teeth passing, but wow, yeah. so many games,
2: yeah, a lot of wilds. Um, I think that uh, as Jonathan would say, it's a typical pandemic air. Uh, my oh my oh my shenanigans, as Jonathan would say, shenanigans. I give them an F. All right,
4: what about you?
1: I'm going to go D-minus. I, I, uh, uh, I, I can't fail them because there's too many car dealers. Uh, we would run out of Mazda. We've got to have a Mazda dealer, uh, and uh, they're all desperate today. So it's just the, cur- the curve is dropping.
4: I think Palm Beach Mazda did better, though.
1: Yeah, I think they did, yeah. yeah. And we should. And we'll have the relatively great. great, I think we gave him a C something. We
4: did, yeah. Yeah. Um, We have uh, anonymous feedback came in. We can get back. We have a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, it says While I agree that a car talk show should probably focus on cars, uh, but I cannot name another local business leader speaking up publicly and loudly about the need for scientifically proven COVID mitigation practices. The loudest voices in this insane debate are kooks and crazies having an intelligent articulate and authoritative voice regularly speaking about this is something our community desperately needs this pandemic will end at some point and you can go back to cars 100 percent but until then we need you to keep using your megaphone every saturday from 8 to 10 a.m
1: well thank you and i and, and yet i have to say to the earlier caller who was critical about making this a covid show i think it's a matter of proportion and I think uh, I, I respect both opinions. I thank this caller texter, uh, for the compliment, but uh, uh, we—I think this comment on car dealers that do and do not wear masks—I think is important, and we should continue yeah. to do that.
4: Unfortunately, also I have a uh, um, a text from Moisha. Um he says he's been trying to call the show, but it's been uh, busy the whole time. He can't get through. Oh so.
1: well, I'm going to talk to him directly, and we have some business. Uh, uh, Moshe and I have some business, and uh, he had a comment, and I did expect him to call. I apologize, Moshe. Yeah. Please, uh, you please call again next week, and we will definitely get that. And I'll talk to you personally uh, later on.
2: Yeah. Hi, Moshe. I was looking forward to talking to you. Have a great weekend.
4: All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh,
4: That's a wrap. <laughs> there you go.
2: I think uh, by Jonathan's over there, we've got three minutes left you know, I want to take in a moment and thank all of you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars uh, without you, we wouldn't have a show and we just love hearing from everyone and getting an opinion uh, and uh, answers from everyone so uh, stay tuned, next week we'll be right back here at 8am, look forward to seeing you
6: Silence on the air well, one quick note from MF. Earl should not apologize for being an advocate for common sense and safety. Thank you for being cognizant. I'll check that job up be back here. See you there next we week, go.
4: everybody.